0: what is up guys my name is kristen my name is sarah and welcome back to the red rum and red wine podcast let's get into my story um really great timing for me to hold off my case uh it is very the next case that I'm doing I've been talking about it for some time uh it it's pretty hard and it is going to take a lot out of American society so I wanted to take a break and do something a little spooky ooky before I step into that nonsense um
1: I thought it's you were not, saying this. It's next not coming. It's like not coming. This episode, like, no. <laughs> holy shit, we're not the I world. Do I get another bottle of wine
0: right
1: now? No, the world
0: is not ready, and frankly, I'm not ready. <laughs> it's a it's a big, thick mama. We're gonna get into it. Um, but yeah, no, I decided to steer clear of that to give us a little bit of a break. And talk about something spooky-ooky. So it's going to be good. This is actually inspiration from a And That's Why We Drink episode. Like, one of their very first ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, season one episode. Whatever. I think it was episode... I I did listen to it, honestly, before... Writing notes it was like episode 12 or something Like that
1: you better source it Bitch I
0: know I'll (laughs) leave it In the comment notes baby but definitely check It out Em and Christine do such a great job it's literally they were the inspiration that led me to making a podcast of my own they oh do not, same she's yeah. not
1: just speaking for her
0: no it's for both of us we like went to a live show with them and like we watched them together <laughs> not it was so with great. them but for them for them yeah they don't like trust me they don't need the promo we are solely <laughs> just doing this to make inflate ourselves our higher vibration make us seem more popular um but yeah I did get this story from Em from And That's Why We Drink so thank you so much Em for the story and all the hard work that you did really do appreciate it did help me when I was like going through my notes and whatnot but yeah for today in my case I'm going to be talking about a cursed chair (laughs) Uh, and it just so happens to be called Buzz Busby's first chair. <laughs> you know me Sorry. and last names, I'm probably saying it wrong. But this Busby cursed chair was said to belong to a man named Thomas Busby, and not gonna lie, he was a man that in uh, many articles was found to like like an odd drinker five, as it was said. Um he was the town's alcoholic for sure his favorite pastime was sitting in his favorite pub chair in north Sh- yorkshire north north yorkshire <laughs> in uh the united kingdom the uk you know europe uh-huh now i did send you a photo but it is a dark wooden chair that when i first glanced at it i'm it Reminds me of, like, the antique chairs that your grandparents would have when you would go right. over. Right,
1: Yeah, Like, at their 100%. dining table. <laughs> exactly. My like, grandmother had one exactly like it.
0: My mama had one, in, but it was, like, a very light shade because they were in South Carolina and it was, like, beachy oh, themed. Oh, yeah, so. my Omi, it was dark wood, yeah. But at the end of this episode, mm, this chair ends up killing... More people than, like, most serial killers than we end up talking about Mm. with 63 was the average that most articles (laughs) gave me. Uh But there was one that gave a average of 200 if you really want to, like, spook your friends out and, like, give them an extravagant number. But for the most, like, realistically within this quote-unquote curse it was like 63 people that died wow still a lot from a chair from a chair from a chair a wooden chair a wooden grandma chair so it was also said that this chair kind of like haunted the fuck out of you um so like right before this chair killed you it was said that people would extremely Experience extreme itching and paranoia, and some would even report having weird messages appear on their mirror or yeah. like on the wall right before they died. I know, like, I re listened to the episode of And That's Why We Drink right before telling this, and M. Schultz had even said, like. There was one where it was like "stay away" or like "beware," <sighs> oh, <no.
1: laughs>
0: and it's written in like the fog of your shower mirror as soon as you get out. I'm just like immediately no, immediately burning the house down, taking the guilt plea for arsony, and just going to jail where I know I'm safe Ugh. until I get chained and know. die. i, I want to ask you
1: questions first, but no, that's just me.
0: Now, back to the owner of the chair, Thomas Bubsey, He was known in the town as being quite a petty thief, if you would. And also someone who would let their temper get the best of them. And this is actually what would be the eventual downfall of Thomas Bubsey. Now, it all started during the summer of 1702 when a name... When- when a man by the name of Daniel Audie decided to take a seat in Mr. Thomas's chair. Now, Daniel Audie actually knew Thomas and was quite close with him considering that, you know, he was Thomas's father-in-law and that Thomas had married Daniel's daughter, Elizabeth. They were more than like son and father-in-law. Um, Daniel did own a place called Donati Hall, which was actually said to be named after him because it's kind of like a mash of Daniel and Audie Donati. And he bought this place. It was like a few miles off of the village Kirby Whisk, which it's this basically takes place in North yorkshire yorkshire i don't know how to pr- properly pronounce it but it basically takes place in england but this village Kirby whisk is often talked about a lot uh, i did see on a map where this place was but i'm gonna be honest i'm not the best with directions <laughs> so like it's i'm just like not I the can source to go to
1: that yeah
0: like wow. you're best just looking it up on its own if you want like the exact geographical location but all i know is for sure it's in it's in the united kingdom so like start there (laughs) but when daniel makes this naughty hall place in yorkshire new england it is basically a house where he runs all of the illegal activities in because um, Daniel is not like number one dad of the year I guess you would say or at least like he was number one criminal dad of the year if he was a good dad because Daniel had a very lucrative business Um, most would call him a coin forger but he really forged anything that I think he could get his hands on and successfully forge so He just, like, made a lot of money
1: faking shit, and... He sounded like he had street smarts, which is, like, it's great, like, for, you know... Times
0: were hard back then. You gotta do what you gotta do. So he was just ahead of his time, and he thought, well... I could either work really hard and make not a lot of money or I could get really good at crafting coin and I can make a shit ton of money. And I mean, please, I'm not suggesting that you do this. It's very illegal and like you, <laughs> you don't do this, but it's disclaimer. Times were tough and that's, you know, that's what Daniel wanted to do. And so Daniel did it and... It, it, it gets very confusing. Um, by no means did I think Daniel liked Thomas. I don't know if it was so much as like Elizabeth went to him and was like, dad, well, I love him and you just have to accept him. And then he kind of went into the business from there Or if maybe he seemed like a good guy, because, you know, sometimes guys like to do that. They like to, like, pretend for a month or two that they're all nice and dandy. And then when they get what they want, the true colors start to show. So it's kind of, like, unknown how exactly it happens. But at some point, Daniel realizes that his daughter is about to marry the biggest piece of shit. He's an alcoholic. (laughs) He doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing in life. And all he does is drink. And like rumor has it he goes to Thomas to talk about how he doesn't want him marrying his daughter Elizabeth or it's like maybe I don't want you being business partners because maybe Thomas was like didn't think he was getting big enough of a cut Or the main rumor is that Daniel was sitting in Thomas Bubsby's chair and he got really pissed off. But either way, the summer of 1702, a big argument breaks down between Daniel and Thomas and Daniel would leave to go to his home over at Donati Hall or whatever his name is, blended together. And Thomas would decide, no, no. No, the argument's not done. I'm not done fighting with you. We're gonna continue to tough it out. And by toughing it out, I mean, Thomas would take a hammer, go to the Donati Hall, and bludgeon his father-in-law's skull in. Oh. There by killing him. Yeah, very oh. violently. <laughs> Uh, after this, he would take the body into the woods where it would be discovered like the very next day. He did a very, he was drunk. So he did a very terrible job of covering the body, was found the very next day and police automatically were like, you're the last person that was seen with him. Everyone is saying that y'all were arguing. Like it looks like you did it. And when they did their investigative work, however, they did it back in the day, they discovered, yeah. Thomas Bubsby is guilty of murder and for this he is getting sent to the gallows. Mm. The stories really differ. I don't know if he was in jail the whole time. Some stories made it seem like they pulled him straight out of the pub from his favorite chair. Whereas other stories really made it seem like on his way to the gallows he asked if he could stop by the pub. But either way, he would stop by the pub one last time, sit in his favorite chair, and once he had to be dragged out, he would look at everyone around in the room and state, Death shall come swiftly to anyone that dares sit in this chair.
1: Mm.
0: And after this, Thomas Bubsy would be led to the gallows where ultimately he would die from hanging thomas's wife elizabeth you know daniel's daughter elizabeth i really didn't seem that saddened by the death of either her husband i don't know if they were married at that point some articles say like they were arguing that they were about to get married or whatnot like fiance husband i don't know but either way she wasn't like a really saddened by the loss of her mm. fiancé slash husband or her father. Um In fact, it was not long after the death of Thomas that Elizabeth would actually use the story of him bragging about cursing this chair to attract customers to the inn, which Thomas and Elizabeth had actually lived in before his death. Oh. So... She used basically the fact that her fiance slash husband died there along with the fact that like, when I say died there, I mean like, he did die there. So... Thomas was actually hung from what was described as a gibbet that was attached to the inn. Now, I know you're giving me that confused look, Sarah, because you're like, well, what the fuck is a gibbet? <laughs> well, I had the misfortune of looking it up. So now you have the misfortune of me telling you what it means. Because back in, back in the day, yeah, we used to do, I guess, a more common practice of taking a body after it was hung and... Hang it in a public place in order for people to see this body essentially rot in real time in order to deter criminals from doing the same thing. Uh, you know, you would see it in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the first time I was
1: introduced to Gibbeteen, Yeah, I think. No same. And then um Game of Thrones for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That too. Um,
0: it was said that in order pre- to preserve Thomas's corpse to help with the gibbeting process. They would dip his body in tar after it was hung initially and then put it in an iron frame and then hang it right by the inn where he lived with his fiance. And then the fiance took this information probably like once the cage was taken away and people like, you know, forgot. She decided, no, y'all need to remember And so it, I don't know if, you know, she renamed it. I'm just like so shocked that she was cool with it. But she would try to get business and ultimately, I don't know if it was by her, but by someone, it would be renamed the Busby Stoop Inn just a couple of years after this event happened. Oh. I'm really not going to lie There's a big time gap. Thomas Busby was said to be killed in 1702. The first known incident, written record of any death that is said to come after sitting on the said chair comes in 1894. It is a huge, Mm -hmm. it's a big gap. It's Mm -hmm. eyebrow raising. If Mm -hmm. anything, there were definitely stories where I heard of friends daring people to sit on this chair or like other just random passerbys coming in and sitting on this chair and then misfortunes happening to them. It's hard to get an exact date. It is hard to know if it happened before this, but one common thing that is said throughout all of these articles is that The first known event, the first known victim that this chair takes is in 1894, which I think is very interesting. And when I say something at the very end of this episode, you may find it a little bit more interesting. But the first victim was said to be a chimney sweeper whose name is lost in the retelling of his death. Apparently he was needing some refreshments at the time and decided to sit in the chair whilst having a drink with a friend. I guess he had very many drinks because this chimney sweeper got very drunk and it was rumored to say that he got so drunk during that night that he couldn't make it home and instead of making better accommodations for himself he'd basically decided to like lay on the side of the street and sleep it off
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, if you're a guy that sounds like a great idea yeah
0: like no (laughs) no problems to really worry about um unless you're this guy because the following morning his body would be found hung in front of the post it's like described as a gate post and this gatepost was said to not be that far off from the gibbet that was used to hang Busby's corpse. Yeah. Now, there was one guy, and he was like, I guess some renowned UK guy who was really smart and came in and said, Oh, this is a obvious suicide and there were supposedly rumors that you know this was a really depressed chimney sweeper on our hands he was very sad and he had reasons as to maybe why he would want to commit suicide but I did find in one article that in 1914 that friend that he was sitting at the inn with drinking confession or drinking refreshments with would later state on his deathbed and confess that he actually was the one that murdered and robbed his friend and then later hung his body up on the gallows to kind of like make it look like a suicide
1: yikes
0: regardless of what really happened that night though whispers of the cursed chair would begin to flourish within the town. During World War II, Bugsby Stoop stood right across the road from an airfield that was actually built for the Royal Canadian Air Force at the time. And since Bugsby Stoop Inn was right across from this air force, soldiers became very or soldiers, like, very frequently entered this little inn. Now, once the soldiers found out about this curse, many of them would dare one another, like, oh, you're a pussy, but you won't sit in this chair. (laughs) Well, if any of them did, it was said that none of them would come back home from the war. Um... M. Schultz would say about 15 soldiers in total, but, like, unknown. Roughly about 15 were dared to, I guess, sit in the chair, and they did, and then they didn't come back. But it was basically said that any soldier that sat in this chair was a soldier that did not come back.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: In 1968, two airmen would even come in and dare each other to sit in Busby's chair. Both of them ended up doing it, trying to have a good laugh about it. But once they got back into their car, as the two were driving back home from the inn, the car would veer off the road and end up hitting a tree. And both of them would end up dying on their way to the hospital.
1: Oh, my God. The coincidental circumstance of these situations. It, it gets it's even, a little odd. Okay. It,
0: it gets bad. Uh, M did talk about how two men would also go in and dare each other to sit in, but they were both kind of like too chicken shit to do it. So one would basically like hover his ass over the seat while the other was like, mm, I'm just going to touch it. And so he like mm, poke, touched it. Both of them ended up dying. It was said that one would get run over by a car while the other fell off of a train.
1: Oh, fell off of a train. Fell. Off. I
0: don't even know how you do it, but they fell off of a train. I don't know if it was running. I don't know if it was standing. I don't know if he like got pushed in front of a train and maybe the train ran over him. All I know is train is his cause of death.
1: All I know is gooseys, 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 And it just get and worse. And they just keep coming and coming I'm and not, getting worse. Yeah,
0: 63 total. So it's like I, we don't have a total number of like motorcyclists or bikers. But quite a lot were said to have gone into this pub. Just trying to have a simple refreshment. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if they, like, sat in the chair or not. Because there was, like, argument that, okay, well, they're, it's just like, you know, they're coming from a pub. They're going to be drunk. Of course, some people naturally are going to die. Which, I mean, like, yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but in this amount? In this amount, I don't think so. Uh, oh my God. 63 is kind of too much for me. It's a lot. Yeah, any of the motorcyclists or bicyclists blah, 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 that were said to go in um, were said to, you know, probably get hit by a car or something if they did happen to sit in the chair. There was one hitchhiker that stopped in for a drink and not knowing that this chair was cursed would you know, sit in it. And he would be hit and killed by a car two days later. oh. A local man in his 30s, I guess he knew about the curse and just didn't give a fuck, but he decided to sit in the chair, and then the night after would die of a massive heart attack in his 30s. Oh. Kind of odd. Hmm, yeah. Not not regular. Not normal. Not regular at all. Uh, there was also said to be a roofer that would go in for lunch one day. And again, I don't know why they don't put up a sign for this chair, but he did not know about the curse, and so he just decided, you know, (laughs) this looks like a comfy chair. I'm gonna sit in it.
1: Oh, shit. Let me take five.
0: (laughs) Once he did that, he would immediately go back to work where he would fall through the roof and die.
1: (gasps) Oh, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh... A group of builders would go into the inn to have lunch after, you know, working hard on the job. And they would dare the youngest co-worker to go ahead and sit in the chair. The younger co-worker would agree, wanting to probably entertain the group, get a good laugh out of it. It's called hazing. And once they got back onto the job site, the young man would end up. Very similarly to what I just said, falling through the roof. But, unlike the last tale, this guy met a concrete ground at the Uh, end. So, immediately killed.
1: Yeah, well, at least it was immediately. Like, opposed to the last guy, like, what? He was not suffering from you
0: know it's
1: it's just none of it is
0: um yeah it was when this guy died i mean it it's very you hear it and you're just like oh why and that is exactly what the owner at the time tony earnshaw thought he was like i'm kind of fucking i'm done with this um you know everyone who ends up sitting on this chair whether i believe in it or not just ends up dying. And I'm not here for it. I'm not about it. It sure this is what this pub is named after, but I don't care about the publicity anymore. I am going to put this in the basement of the store of the pub. It's gonna be locked up. No one's butt is going to be allowed to touch this chair. I'm kind of done with the deaths going on. And so that's exactly what he did. Tony <laughs> put it <laughs>
1: hey zach baggins will you um buy this chair from me zach Bagelbites?
0: no he may have been i get into that later that's so <laughs> funny that
1: you mention it
0: there is there is mention of I an know, american um, trying to M buy calls it
1: calls him zach Bagelbites. yeah <laughs> i'm
0: not we used to be we it's are so the biggest number one fans <laughs> we steal everything from them but we don't have them out not them. really we just
1: adore them
0: okay yeah i haven't so i don't steal i haven't listened to y'all in a while so
1: <laughs> it's been 84
0: years it's been seven <laughs> scores and Four years. <laughs> but either way, miss y'all. Hope you like hope great, <laughs> hope you like the recreation of the story. Because we love you. They're like, we fucking hate it. It was all terrible. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, Tommy Earnshaw was yeah. really fucking done with people's asses touching this chair. And he said, no ass shall ever touch this again. And so he put it in the basement and he was like, "Done. Don't have to worry about this anymore." <laughs> Except he does have to worry about it because the chair is not fucking done. This, no, no, this is too short. This, is Kristen, we still have two more pages left. Come on. <gasps> How you? This chair, Mr. Thomas Bubsby, buzzy buzzy. buzzy please don't kill me buzzy. because I'm getting. <laughs> Please don't kill me because I'm getting your last name wrong, okay? It's hard to pronounce.
1: Oh, no. Don't sit in the
0: chair, Kristen. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay, I don't claim the negative energy that's coming from this episode. But he was not done, not even in the slightest. Um, So a bricklayer would be contracted later on after the chair was put into the basement to... I guess there was brick to be laid underneath in the basement. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he had to go down into the basement. And so he goes down there. And he notices the tear tucked away in the corner. And he's like, Ooh, you look mighty fine girl. And so he plumps his, sits his butt right down on it. Any person would, no problem. Except like, no one there's not a fucking warning sign saying you're gonna fucking die if you sit on this chair <laughs> i don't know why you wouldn't put a note if you're gonna put it in the basement like, but he i don't <laughs> know why i i'm just you like
1: you will fine. die yeah like fine whatever. if you sit
0: like a little post-it note would have done the job thing Anyhow, as soon as he was you know done with sitting on the chair and done with the job very much like a lot of people like a a lot of people having the same fate but kind of fucked up fate where he would go and he would be on a high surface and end up ultimately falling to his death like not even 24 hours later
1: oh just like a lot of people (laughs) just like
0: a lot of people um Uh, to give you something different to spice it up a bit so sorry hun there was a woman that was cleaning down in the basement and again like didn't even sit on the chair she was cleaning in the room and accidentally bumped into it and as soon as she did like she was a cleaner at this place she knew the legend she knew the tale turned over i'm so sorry i'm so fucking sorry like please I didn't mean it, nothing, no, no, the chair didn't give a fuck, did not give a fuck, she would later die of a brain aneurysm,
1: like, the following day. Oh, no ma'am, no sir, I will not succumb. I'm like, is it the fucking,
0: at first I was like, it's for sure that negative- thought shit that i've been talking about for the past few episodes where it's like you think yourself to death but no it's like some of these people literally like this next one okay so in 1978 a delivery man makes the worst mistake of his fucking life he goes in he delivers some heavy ass items and he goes it down to the cellar and he sees this chair and he thinks oh i just got done lifting some heavy items i could use a break he knows nothing about this curse, so what negative thought pattern is in his brain? Nothing. He sits in the chair. He even goes back up and tells the owner, damn. That was a pretty mighty fine comfy cherry you had down there. It's so comfy that I actually think you need to like you shouldn't let it you shouldn't let it get all moldy put dusty in your and crusty. Room, girl. You need to put that shit out in the daylight where people can use this. And the poor owner was just like okay. Um Uh yeah, I'll see you. Later. Bye. I I hope I see you tomorrow. And guess what? He fucking didn't. Because what happens? A few hours after that delivery truck driver drives off, his fucking car veers off, crashes, and he fucking dies. Fucking dies. So even people that know nothing about this curse have nothing to think with any negative mindset getting in their brainwaves. They're fucking fucking dying so like how do you explain that right
1: what the fuck is the
0: motive here chair after our final victim died tony was really over it he said okay putting in the basement isn't enough Um, after 275 years of living inside of this inn it is time that we Rehome this chair.
1: Mm, okay. So, to- <laughs> Tony Sorry, that's was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, it-
0: I mean, I don't want a lawsuit on my hands but <laughs> Tony was able to donate the chair to Thirsk Museum in North Yorkshire, England, where, from what I read, I believe to this day it currently resides, um, it was nailed five feet above the ground five to six feet above the ground of this museum in order to avoid anyone accidentally sitting in the chair um though we'll get into why i may think that that's weird in a second uh to this day workers will still ask people if they are allowed to sit in the chair Seemingly unafraid of the certain death that they will probably face if they do, according to what has been said in history. Uh, But each time it is a firm no from this museum and they have turned down quite like some large offers. There was one American, like I was kind of saying beforehand, that went as far as offering one million dollars for this chair Before ultimately being turned down by the museum, there would also be a Japanese film crew that would threaten suing the museum if they did not allow them to sit in this chair. Let me sit down. Almost gonna sew. Thankfully there was really no ground that I think like these people could step on to where they could successfully sue the museum. Right. And when their veiled threats of like, oh, we're gonna sue didn't work, they basically asked, Well, what's the worst penalty that can happen to us if we sit on this chair without y'all's permission? And they simply replied, uh, death. Definitely be your <laughs> penalty if you, if you sit in this chair. Duh. Yeah, yeah, dumb slut. <laughs> yeah, dumb slut.
1: Jump for,
0: in, you want
1: to go deafing with me?
0: As for Busby Stoop Inn, it did remain open for quite some time. I want to say maybe until like 2012 ish. Maybe sooner, maybe later, I don't really know, but like sometime around that time. It was closed for good, uh but now it is a Indian restaurant by the name of Jaipur Spice. Oh now it is said to be very haunted. Okay, I was
1: <laughs> like, okay, there's got
0: to be more than good food here. I I really couldn't find any hauntings of like Jaipur space. You know, I mean,
1: like, <laughs> like I was eating dinner and oh
0: my, my curry God. came with the sight of ghosts. <laughs>
1: just like no, it,
0: I couldn't find anything like that. Um, though I did find like there was a lot of talk about Thomas having his ghost around the gibbet where he was hung and, you know, like they would see his ghost with a noose around his neck there. I do believe that M Schultz had said that there was a instance where one of the previous inn owners talked about seeing a figure like without a face and without any arms that would like float around. the inn. No, no, so, yeah, no, immediately burning the building down but they still keep it open for whatever reason tourist attraction shit, you know go capitalism go so the one of the interesting things though that i will end off on and really might throw a big kafui on this whole story But I am a non-biased girl, and that's what you're going to get here, is the truth and nothing but the truth to the extent of what I Google. So, like,
1: hands on... Hands on the Google. What do I swear on here? You swear on Google. Okay. Swear on... I guess I can get Google to
0: lay down with that. No, I swear on my search engine that I am up to no good. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I wholeheartedly stick to that. I wholeheartedly (laughs) agree. But according to my search engine I did find a, didn't even know we had these. There are furniture experts out in the world that can like look at a piece of furniture and tell you some really interesting shit about it. So doctor, yes, doctor of furniture, Adam Bowett, was able to take a look at at the chair that was originally brought to the Thirsk Museum and give quite a shocking discovery that he made about this chair. Apparently the wooden structure used was said to be this structure that like One, I didn't write down, and two, I couldn't even pronounce. If I wrote down, it's like chakari, charcuterie. It's not that. It's like chakari. Some type of wood structure that basically wasn't made until the year 1840. And that's what he guessed this chair at being made at around 1840, Mm. which is some 138 years after Busby was executed.
1: Oh.
0: Now, in my research, I also did find another rumor that Tony, the owner of the inn, before donating the cursed chair to the museum, burned the real chair before giving the museum (laughs) a fake one. (laughs) Now, I think that there may be some truth to this. Because if you're telling me that some cleaning lady accidentally knocked into a chair and got a fucking brain aneurysm, but there were a group of people that nailed chipping the fine wood in the legs of Mr. Thomas Busby's chair some five feet up above the ground and didn't get any consequence to this, sketchy, sketchy. The museum should have at least killed one of the co-workers to make the story blend. It's just...
1: hmm. Right. Something to think about. uh, See, that's like what I thought about when I um, talked about the Hope Diamond. Mm -hmm. Because the last death I associated with the Hope Diamond was a delivery boy. Yeah. Or delivery man. So you would think... That would so you think like years prior when it was getting transferred from royalty to royalty to who knows like to being stolen or whatever you'd think all of those people would have died and who knows maybe it's undocumented but whatever or maybe like, it's
0: like you know the cursed item picks who it wants but it's just like you have this chair being a real petty ass bitch to some people <laughs> who don't even like mean to be petty or like disrespectful to Please, this chair. Excuse
1: me. I'm sorry. I said pardon ma
0: Yeah. And now you have some people literally putting nails in your favorite chair and you're not going to off them. Right. Like, Suspicious. Okay, a little sus. Suspicious. I mean, I'm not saying kill someone, But I'm saying maybe if there was a time to kill someone, Thomas Bubsby, you could have done it then. Made it a little bit more interessante. But either way, I mean, that is, that is my, that's my story. That's my tale. That is a very cursed chair that my ass will never be touching, nor would I ever (laughs) want it to touch. Because I, I, I'm like, I don't believe in ghosts. Maybe I don't have like definitive proof of it so you know it's up in the air but this one was be careful what you ask for yeah i don't want (laughs) to know i'm okay not knowing you know ignorance is bliss ghosties you don't have to contact with me i'm okay
1: all i can tell you is that i'm sitting on a chair and she seems lovely Mm. you know what i think this is my favorite chair and
0: i think if anyone sits (laughs) on it They may, in fact, (laughs) die. No, but
1: jokes aside, Kristen, thank you for your story. And I thought I was going to remember what you were talking about, but I didn't exactly. Like, it wasn't what popped to my mind. So thank you for reintroducing, because I've definitely listened to, and that's why we drink earlier episodes, not the recent ones, but the earlier and almost all of them. Anyways... I thought I would remember it, but I didn't. So thank you. It was a nice reintroduction. I
0: hope I did not insult you, and that's why we drink. And also, go check out their episode. I am pretty sure it's episode twelve. I'm I'm gonna have to link it because I used it as a source. It's gonna be down below. (laughs) But it definitely they don't need any media help from us. But yeah, their episode was definitely great and. Again, they're what got me into the true crime little podcast game. So it's always fun and interesting to do a case like this um, coming from it being from someone who, you know, I look up to, but Uh. it's fucking spooky, okey, dookie. I don't really know what to think of it. And yeah, it definitely has me not wanting to sit in chairs for a while, even though I'm currently sitting in one now. I'm definitely, you know... Should I be scared? I don't know. Find out next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Find out the answer next episode, guys.
1: But until then, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. At R-A-R-W podcast. And
0: send us an email if you want to hear a certain topic. If and you're <laughs> Yeah,
1: if you
0: just want to say hi. Because,
1: you know. <gasps> Red Rum and Red Wine Podcast at gmail.com. Peace.